0: Hey everybody, today is one of those days where I have more to talk about than we'll ever have time to actually talk about all of these issues. But I want to come to you today first, giving you an update on the case of Christopher Kearney in Los Angeles, a man who was wrongly arrested and wrongly charged, but has not yet been convicted of a crime he had nothing to do with. I want to tell you about the case, tell you how we can help. Then I want to talk to us about two things related to the pandemic that we're in right now and the impact that it's having on everyday people. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the bailout and give you some info that I have there. And I'm also going to talk to you about student loans. Odds are, if you are over 18, you either have student loans or live or know somebody who does. I want to give you some updates on some thoughts we have there as well. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, The Breakdown. The Breakdown The the Breakdown Friends, I have to flip the script a little bit today. You know, normally we wait to the end of our episode to get to our action step. But I have an urgent action step that I hope you can all take right away today. It's something that we really need all hands on deck with. We're trying to do something very important for a man named Christopher Kearney, let me tell you about this action step. Action, action, action steps. Take action, action, action steps. If you've ever listened to The Breakdown or if you followed my career and work over the years, you know, I've fought on so many cases to help men and women who were both wrongly charged, arrested, convicted, and sent to prison. As you know, we're still dealing with the heartbreak of the, the murder, the, what we think of as the lynching of Nate Woods after he was wrongly charged, convicted, and executed for a crime he had nothing to do with. Right now, we're trying to do something different, and that's where today's action step comes in. There is a man in Los Angeles, in Pomona, California, which is a, a suburb inside of Los Angeles County. There's a wonderful man, a wonderful husband and father, Um, A guy who was beloved in his community by friends, neighbors, colleagues, who was wrongly arrested for a crime he had nothing to do with, absolutely nothing to do with. And his name is Christopher Kearney. His wonderful wife, Tracy, reached out to me several months ago to ask for help at the time we were fighting to uh, to stop. Another execution in Texas, and we were working on so many other cases. And I pledged to her when I first talked to her and got on the phone with her that we would help her. And now we're in a space, thankfully, where we're able to help and provide her the the support and fundraising that she needs. Christopher Kearney in 2017 was wrongly arrested and charged with a murder he had nothing to do with. And I want you to go to free. Chris Kearney, that's freechris, K-E-A-R-N-E-Y.com, freechriskearney.com. You can see it all over uh, my webpage. You can see more about me talking about it as well. You can see it on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, but I want you to go there directly. freechriskearney.com, K-E-A-R-N-E-Y.com. K-E-A-R-N-E-Y.com. Go to freakriskurney.com. You can sign our petition, but I'm also asking you if you can donate a dollar or five dollars to his legal defense fund. A hundred percent, one hundred percent of what you donate doesn't go to any administrative costs from our team. We built the website, we're doing the promotion, we've taken on the case. But a hundred percent of what you give goes specifically to his legal defense fund managed only by his family and attorneys, and they need it. Here's what I know. People who are wrongly convicted, almost exclusively, are poorly represented, underrepresented, and rarely do they have top flight attorneys. And Tracy Kearney, Christopher's wonderful wife, has hired an amazing team. We have fundraised today. We have almost 500 people who've given already today. 1,834 people have already chipped in. We are 69% uh, to our goal of raising $75,000 for the family. What's crazy is the legal defense is going to take at least $100,000. I spoke to the attorneys. I spoke to other experts to make sure the attorneys were telling me the truth. It's not because the attorneys are taking all of that. They're having to hire a a dozen different experts to testify in the case on Christopher's behalf. And I've learned so much just from the few weeks that I've been on this case that will help me help other people in the future that we try to work for and represent. So far, we've raised $52,094. We're trying to raise $75,000. We're 69% of the way there. If you go to FreeChrisKerney.com, again, that's FreeChris, K-E-A-R-N-E-Y.com. You can learn all about the case. Let me, let me tell you the gist. In 2017, a young man was shot and killed. And all of the witnesses to that shooting said that it was a light-skinned black man that shot and killed him. Chris, this is bottom line. Chris is a very dark-skinned black man who looks nothing, absolutely nothing, like anybody, any of the witnesses saw. He should have never been arrested in this case. He had nothing to do with this. It's really a case of mistaken identity at the root. They already went through a trial and they uh, had a hung jury, thankfully. Uh, and prosecutors decided to charge Chris again. That's just what they do. Uh, the attorneys tell Tracy and tell me, I've spoken to them myself, that we can beat this case this time. Chris will have a better more competent legal team. I'm working with some of the best advocates for the wrongly accused. Some of the best advocates in the country are giving me advice on what we can do to help as well, but I need you all to chip in. All right, go to free read all about the case, sign our petition. But most of all, if you can give a dollar, $5, $25, a hundred dollars, whatever you can give, whatever you can spare. I know times are tough and I'm not asking you to put yourself in a bad spot But if you can just spare anything, if all of us spare a little bit, we'll hit the goal and we'll give Chris and his family a real chance to be able to bring this man home. All right. Let me tell you about the next two stories that are up. So many listeners of The Breakdown have, have written me and DM'd me and messaged me and told me that you are out of work. And that doesn't surprise me at all because... 3.3 million people filed for unemployment claims just this past week. The all time American record in one week was 685,000. So that's 500% more than we've ever seen in a single week. Filed for unemployment. Experts say the real number is actually somewhere in the five millions, but so many people didn't even believe they would qualify for unemployment, lost their jobs. Or lost their work because they're in what we call the gig economy, Instacart drivers, Uber and Lyft drivers, delivery people who don't even know if they would would qualify for unemployment. So it's around five million people, an astounding number, who are suddenly out of their income and have frequently lost all of their health insurance, which is a horrible position. And I have to remind you, and and teach others of you, that we are the only nation in the world, the only one, that ties your health insurance to your place of employment. Every other country in the world, you just have health insurance. If you are a living, breathing human being, you have health insurance. It is seen as a human right, and it's never tied to whether or not you're employed or unemployed, if you change jobs, if you become a certain age. It's only that way in the United States— because our health insurance industry is a hustle. It's a scam. The CEOs of those companies have made billions and billions of dollars in profit. Those companies have made hundreds of billions of dollars in profits. And experts say that those companies, health insurance companies in this country, are going to reap so much profit off of the COVID-19 crisis, off of this pandemic. And so here we are with millions and millions of you who've lost your job. And the Senate just two days ago passed what we call a stimulus bill or a relief package. But it's a horrible bill where the majority of the money into the trillions of dollars, the majority of it is going to go to corporate bailouts. And we've seen this again. What's outrageous about it, what's particularly outrageous about it, is that Canada... Just passed a bill to give all of their citizens who are out of work two thousand dollars a month for the next four months. In the UK, they passed a bill that if employers promise to keep people hired, that, that the government will pay seventy to eighty percent of that person's income. Like, and our government just voted to send a one-time $1, twelve hundred dollar check to some people. Like, it's a a ridiculous, underhanded way to say, here's the best we could do. It's not the best we could do. Our economy is more robust than Canada's or the UK's in both of those countries, which, mind you, also offer universal health care to every citizen in the country. Both of those countries provided more help and more relief to people in need. But what we're learning is, this is the American way. And it's why by the end of the weekend, we expect to have over 100,000 cases of the coronavirus in the United States, the single highest number of cases of any country in the world. And it did not have to be this way. Instead of passing substantive quality bills to say, you know what, we are offering now permanent, paid family leave, like every developed country in the world, instead of saying, you know what, millions and millions of Americans have just lost their health care. We are now entering into a new phase of this nation's history. Let's offer universal health care to all citizens. Instead of forgiving student loans, and what we are about to see is tens of millions of Americans, including my own family, Tens of millions of Americans are now going to be struggling to pay those student loans. I want to linger here for a minute. There are so many ways right now that this country could be doing so much better by offering real student loan relief. I want to talk to you about it for just a second. All right. I'll be right back. Break it down, down. If I've learned anything, if our nation has learned anything from this coronavirus pandemic, it's that the trillions and trillions of dollars that we said would be needed to address climate change, to address the student loan crisis, uh, to address um, Medicare for all, to address real substantive quality problems in this country, real issues, the money exists. All of a sudden, we're seeing not millions, not billions, but trillions of dollars be doled out to this, that, and the other. But we've been told for years at this point that there's no money. Not only have we been told that there's, there's no money, we've been told that our requests, our plans, our strategies are ridiculous. Clearly, they were only ridiculous because people did not value them as a priority. And now that we're in an emergency, we see the trillions of dollars are are available. But One of the most important actions that our federal government can take right now to address the dire economic conditions that so many people in our country are facing as the COVID-19 pandemic continues is to cancel student debt. And to be clear, listen, we're not asking that student debt be put on hold Student debt needs to be canceled altogether. You've probably heard me say this before. I have to say it again as a teachable moment. Almost no country in the world has student loans. Other countries, when they find out that we have everyday people, myself and my wife, and now my children included, have tens of thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, People are shocked because all over the world, there are no student loans. Everything in the United States is a hustle. Right now, we have $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and it is debilitating for Americans. The hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt that so many are leaving college with have left people feeling hopeless and often regretful that they even decided to go to college in the first place. Recently, we learned that even a Harvard student, Drew Hausman, who left college with an Ivy League education, says that if she had the choice, she probably wouldn't do it again. And that's because the $160,000 she now has to pay back is crippling her life. As Student Action, the, the wonderful group Student Action, which is a branch of the group People's Action, reminds us, education is a human right. But those in power continue to treat it as a commodity and as a luxury only available to the wealthy few. Over the past 30 years, having a college degree has become more and more necessary to achieve even a basic level of economic security. In 2020, a college degree is the equivalent of a high school diploma 30 years ago. Yet during this time, federal and state governments have slashed public education spending, Tuition has skyrocketed to previously unimaginable numbers, and institutions of higher education have become increasingly dedicated to padding the pockets of their upper administrators and corporations. Listen, the higher education system is a major force in economic, racial, and gender inequality that pads the pockets of corporations and the ultra-wealthy, and it has to change. Even prior to the coronavirus crisis, federal student loan defaults had increased nearly 14% just from last year. This means that every 26 seconds, two times a minute, someone who is struggling to make ends meet defaults on their loans simply because they wanted to get an education. And I have to make a public admission, something I've never said before. I went, I defaulted on my student loans. We could not afford them. We could not pay the payments and everything else that we had to pay. And it took me everything I had to get those loans back out of their default status. Like, it's, it's outrageous that we're struggling with this. That's just to get an education. And this was happening every 26 seconds before the coronavirus hit. The consequences that people face for getting an education that they really cannot afford are punitive and severe. We're now finding and learning, and many of you have probably experienced this. If you're behind on your student loans, they'll take your tax refunds. They'll garnish your wages. All of a sudden, you won't have the money to pay your bills because they are taking the money directly out of your check. And there's no question that the COVID-19 pandemic is going to make this situation exponentially worse. And here's the thing. The benefits to doing better are clear. If we cancel student debt, it has the potential to put hundreds of extra dollars each month in struggling families' pockets to pay for food, to pay for supplies, to pay for medical treatment, and other things that this crisis is going to need. The savings, if, if student loan debt was canceled, the savings could also offset the devastating loss so many are facing as a result of bars and restaurants and small businesses being closed while we all try to do our part to flatten the coronavirus curve. Research, and this, this blew me away, research shows that canceling student debt could increase borrowers' income by an average of $3,000. And it's important to recognize that canceling student debt wouldn't just help young people. Older people are also paying the consequences of an unaffordable college education. Right now, three million Americans over the age of 60, are still paying on their student loans. That's outrageous. I had no idea. More than 40,000 people over the age of 65 are having their Social Security payments, their tax refunds, or other government payments garnished because they can't pay their student loans. It's I can't even believe that. Canceling student debt would boost the economy for everyone. That's what we need to see right now. As they're passing trillions of dollars in aid, if they just wiped out the $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, it would help so many people. And it's estimated that student debt cancellation would boost GDP by up to $108 billion a year and could add up to 1.5 million jobs per year over a 10-year period. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now, both the Senate and House progressives are in this fight. Bernie Sanders has been fighting for this for years. Both Elizabeth Warren and Congresswoman Iona Presley, who I love and respect so much, are insisting that canceling student debt has to be a part of our next emergency relief package, and the need is clear. Let me tell you something I heard Iona Presley say, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying for Iona Presley and sending her Good wishes right now as she struggles with sickness. She is now in quarantine. Uh, As I record this, she was waiting for the results back from a coronavirus test, but we are praying for her. Ayanna Presley, Congresswoman Presley, said, We need bold action now. We need a plan that will ensure that we do not repeat the same mistakes of the 2008 financial crisis. She went on to say, immediately. The Secretary of Education must take over all monthly payments during this public health emergency. Elizabeth Warren has said the same thing. Governor Cuomo just last week and the Attorney General in New York, uh, Letitia James, announced that uh, the state will at least suspend collection of student debt. But it's not enough. We need Congress and the Department of Education to use their authority To cancel federal student loan debt. The department could end any offsets of tax refunds and halt wage garnishment right now. And I'll close with this thought, and we got to run. The bottom line is that the fear of student debt should not prevent anyone from pursuing higher education, and it should not prevent former students from building a firm financial foundation for their future life. At no time are these principles more important than in the middle of a pandemic. Student debt must be canceled now. Listen, I love you all. I appreciate you. I'm rooting for you each and every day. I got to run. I got to be on the road for a few hours actually. And um, I am sending each of you love. Remember, remember, if you want to join the C-19 Help Squad, go to c19helpsquad.com and check it out. Love and appreciate each of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break, 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 break.